I welcome you all in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm really blessed to be standing behind this pulpit. And I praise God for that. Ever since I came from Uganda, I've never stood behind a pulpit to preach. And yet in Uganda, I would preach every Sunday. But there was no opportunity. So today, I feel it's a very great day in my life. Actually, I told this about my husband. And he said, I am dancing with joy because you are going to preach today. God is so faithful. I should say. He's so faithful. I thank Pastor Helen and Stuart so much because we talked about this as though in a joking way. And then Pastor Helen told me, are you serious? You want to preach? I told her, yes, I feel like I miss preaching. She said, oh, come to the next African uh, service and something. For To be sure, I had forgotten about it <laughs> completely because I am at school doing my div to nursing, but an angel walked through Sylvia <laughs> and she reminded me about it and I was saying, oh my God, God, you are faithful. You'll never let your people down. Sincerely, I had forgotten about God is so good. When I was uh, like asking and I was wondering and I was thinking what am I going to preach, Lord? There's a way the Holy Spirit speaks to me, just in a simple way. He just told me, just remind them. Then I was thinking, what am I reminding them about? But you know when the Holy Spirit speaks, that's it. But just because he's full of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, the more you dwell on it, it goes on unfolding. Now thinking, what am I reminding them? Like it kept on, when he speaks, it keeps ringing in your heart. It keeps ringing in your mind. It keeps, it keeps ringing in your inner ear, in your spiritual ear. Just remind them. Now thinking, reminding them, reminding them about what? Then he was telling me, remind them about who they are. About who they are in Christ. So, when I was thinking about what to be reminded about, I was thinking, what am I reminding? Then it went on unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. When I was preparing this someone, I felt like jumping with joy kind of my nature, I'm funny, I'm playful, <laughs> those who know me, I'm, I'm just like that. I'm the opposite of my husband, he's so quiet, but he doesn't want me to stop talking. When he comes and he finds me, I left him in Uganda, he's so fine, he's so good. But when he finds me quiet, he says, what's wrong with you, are you okay? Because he knows I'm that way, I'm playful, I'm joyful, that's what I want to be. Because God is, is in me. God's grace is upon my life. All, every time, even if I understand something, or I don't understand a situation, I, I don't understand it. One thing I say, Lord, I don't understand this, but I know I have a living God in me. How it will go, I don't know, but it will go in a way. 
how it came it will go how because i know your plans are good for me so when i'm reminding you about this it doesn't mean i don't go through challenges sometimes i go through challenges and i crack down and i cry but on one moment i say and i stand up and i say devil you liar i'm more than a conqueror i am born of god i am a victor this is not taking me down but i'm taking you down so i keep reminding myself and telling myself so this is what the holy spirit told me remind them so when we are reminding about ourselves i'm not going to go into reading a lot of them but i want you to write them down and let it be your homework when you go home remind yourselves and when you go reminding yourselves i'm just beseeching you don't be hearers of the word as james says but let's be doers of the word how are we going to do by reminding ourselves and changing and doing it in our minds because thoughts become words whatever you're thinking it comes to pass that is how we become doers of the word so what are we reminding ourselves we're reminding ourselves on first peter's 2:9 that we are a special person you are a peculiar person you are a priest you are a chosen race when i'm speaking i want those words to sink down in your bone marrows and in your brain because when i was preparing it i was feel the goosebumps all over me and i say yes lord so you are a special person i just want to remind you you are a special person just tell yourself where you are sitting there and say i am a special person and i am a priest of god i am a prince so when you go back read that so when you are a special person i'm just giving you a just a little example when you are the daughter or the son of the most high just from, uh, think of now let's come back to earth because he said the things of the earth will teach you the things of heaven um let's uh, think of a royal family what royal family the one who is about to give birth who is that the one who has just gotten married okay megan and harry you know what when they are coming to australia everyone was on their tiptoes we are getting the royals they're coming to visit yesterday i was watching a clip and some people were you just can i touch you your your, your belly and then megan simple as this she said yes you can and somebody takes a photo because they are touching the royal one inside the womb so what am i saying when you are the royal one when you are the, the the son of the of the queen when you are the son of the king who is more above you everything they talk they talk around you because you are the king it might not be seen in the real world but in the spiritual world you are the daughter of the most high you are the son of the most high i'm just reminding you this that you are a special person the moment you got saved 
getting the Holy Spirit in you, it made you God is own. I just wanted this to sink in you. You are very different from the people. Yes, they're all God's people, but you, you are a daughter of the Most High. That is number one reminder. Number two reminder, when, before you came a special person, uh, you, let's go to Ephesians 2.8, you read there. Just a reminder, for by grace you've been saved through faith. And this not of yourselves, but it's the gift of God. Oh my God, that moves me and that makes me dance for hours when I'm just thinking I was saved by grace. In my local language, it, it sounds so good when I talk about it. And some people have named me after that I'm Mrs. Chisa, like grace means a chisa. So, like, they, it is, sounds so good because at least Sylvia and Joy knows about it. Joy doesn't know my language so well, but Sylvia knows about it. Whenever we are greeting each other, we say, oh, how are you, Echisa? Like, the, the grace of God is taking me, Echisa Chimpalula, it is taking me, whether I like it or not. But the moment I accepted it, that I am under the grace of God, it takes me anywhere. It takes me to places that I've never dreamt of. Because of the grace of God. And it's not all about anything. It's just a gift. So when you got that gift of salvation, you became a special person. I just want to, uh, like it's kind of a story. I just want to put it together. From here, and then by the time we reach up, you leave this place not the same as you came. You get out of here when knowing everything is possible. I can do all things through God who strengthens me. Are we together? So, when we are reminding ourselves, I'm just reminding about that. Reminding, reminding. So, I'm going back to what Helen was saying, that God is love, that we have to love. I like to love, oh my God. I like to love. Even if I see a cockroach watching there, walking there, I say, I love you. I would like, that is the extent I can go to. I like to love everything. When I lie down on my bed before I sleep, I say, Lord, is there anything? Is my heart against anyone? Is there anything that I feel is so strong on me? Because when it becomes on me, then God is not in me. Because the Bible says, God is love. So then, then I, I, I say, I'm going to sleep without God in me because the love of God is not in me. Immediately when I feel it or something, or something annoyed me or something was against me, I raise my hands and I say, Lord, I pray for this person. Bless them. Do everything. Give them the abundance. I start praying for them. The devil is a liar and he's never weary and he's never tired. He keeps like some throwing it to you again. Don't you think it was so big? Immediately I tell him, I don't become a lazy Christian. I told him, devil, get behind me. That one is a son of God. That one is a daughter of the Most High. That one, anything. I say, you were the liar and you are the author of all liars. You, are, you came to kill, to steal, and to, to do anything. So God gave us to, came to give us life. 
So, this person has no problem, but you are the one with a problem. And he is blessed. I, pray, I become just wild in my way of thinking. I may not be talking loud, but in my heart, I go wild. And I pray for this person. The moment you start that, God's love comes back to you again. You feel you pity those people. You feel sometimes the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit has unfolded into me. Many people who offend you, many times they are hurting. Themselves they have somewhere they are hurting, but they feel they want to pass the heart on you. And when you open up your heart, that's when you go with them. You go down with them. So many times, look at, look this, look at it this way. I'm reminding you. Whenever something offends you, and in many cases it's true people, just say, God be with that person because maybe they're hurting somewhere, somehow. Heal their heart. Heal them, Father. Bless them, Father. So when you take it into that account, you will come to realize that you are you, are, you have pity to everyone. You have pity to even those people who talk wrong about you. You have pity to everyone who is, has not come to your help because sometimes they are hurting. So this is a reminder, please. And these things, being that God is love, this is the true message of the cross. You will know. So First Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness, and to many who perish. So when you are wild in your heart and you decide to love and you decide to know that I'm, well, I'm, 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 I was saved by grace and you decide to know that I'm a peculiar person. Somebody may look at you and say, how special are you? <laughs> what do you think? Are you special than anything? Are you special? So this is madness in you. You should get the madness in you and ever and ever in your life. Like declare and decree, I am a special person. And when you declare and decree, I am a special person, it comes to pass. How special are you? Let's go back. When you are the son of the most high, just imagine, Joy, you have your children. Everyone has their children. Even you have some adopted children you're looking after. In your, in your capacity, have you ever been with a child and a child says, Mom, I want bread. Can you bring a stone to them? No. You give them what they're asking for. As long as they're not taking you for granted. Sometimes they might be so demanding when things are really out of place. But because you are the parent you know what is good for them you know what is right for them sometimes you even buy them things that they've never thought about because you are their parent because they're your precious children so how about us in the eyes of god we are so special we are so honored we are so high that god is giving us everything that we need because when he died on the cross he said it is finished that word, that scripture challenges me. It is finished. One time I sat down and asked the Holy Spirit, what does it mean when you say it is finished? All the sicknesses were finished. All the sorrows were finished. Everything was finished. Every illness was finished. 
but I'm coming to that how sometimes we children of God are attacked by sicknesses. I'm coming to that. I'm just putting across there. I'm coming to that. I'm still reminding because he told me to remind. So, when I remind, oh my God, this is so wonderful. You read Luke 10, 19 to 20. Just take it upon you to go back and remind yourselves. So he says, Behold, I've given you authority to train on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy and nothing by any means. I'm repeating this. And nothing by any means will hurt you. Can you imagine when you are given authority over something? Can you imagine when you are given authority over something? Tell yourself, I have authority. Feel it that I have authority. What are you going to trample upon? All the serpents, all the scorpions. Isn't cancer a scorpion? Isn't diabetes a, a, a serpent? Everything you think about, you are given authority. Not by anything, but by his grace, you are given authority. I'm coming back to that. Wow, we lose our authority. Add it to the other one that I left there. So, how do we lose our authority? I'm coming to that. But, I just want to remind you that we are given authority. Oh my God, we are the big person. I have authority. I usually tell myself and I remind myself. Sometimes when I'm losing it, I remind myself I have authority. Just take it in the simplicity of the word. Don't even turn it around. Take it as it is. I have authority. But how do I gain this authority? I'm coming to that. Put a note. Oh my God. He's good. Hallelujah. Amen. We are still reminding ourselves. Oh, okay. When he has given us authority, this is so interesting. So, we have the power to use our tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. You will read Proverbs 18.21. Proverbs 18.21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Oh my God. This is interesting. What are you talking about yourself? What is coming out of you? It might not be like coming out because we have two kinds of tongues. We have a spiritual tongue which we talk in our heart. And then we have this tongue, that this audible, the one that I'm speaking with. I might be saying here on top, and I say, oh, God is so good. Oh, I'm born again. Oh, I'm a peculiar person. But inside me, the inner tongue is saying, I think this sickness is taking me. The inner tongue is talking that. So make sure the inner tongue and the audible tongue, they rhyme. What is in your heart? 
should be out of it. So what are you talking about yourself? Is it negative? Is it positive? Talk yourself into something. Stop that negative talk. What you don't want to happen, don't say it. When you feel it is like you want to talk it, just talk it out when you are rebuking it. And you say, I rebuke this. It's not going to kill me. It's not going to happen. What you don't want to happen, don't talk about it. Talk yourself into something that you want to happen. I'm giving you a testimony. When I was a child, people used to ask me, I think even before I talked, Anyway, before I talked, I even sang before I talked. <laughs> I don't know, for some reason, I took long. My mom tells me, oh, she passed away last year, God bless her. My mom tells me that I took long to talk. I talked when I was three years. My brother who follows me was born, started talking, and he started teaching me how to talk. He would tell me, Rose, say this, and I would say after him. They thought I had something wrong. I was so sharp and I was so smart. Everything they would tell me I would do, but when I'm just looking at them. They took me to specialists. They took me to everywhere. They said, she has nothing wrong. She will talk with her time. Oh my God, when I started talking. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He gave me double-double. <laughs> So when I was a child, people used to ask me, what are you going to be? I had not heard it from anywhere or what, but it was just inborn. I would tell them, I want to be a nurse. I talked it and I sang it and I sang it and I sang it. I grew up, I went to my teenage years, I went to everywhere. I, when I finished my year 12, I wanted to go in it. But my sister was looking after me. She said, it is the cost is too expensive. I can't manage it. I ended up becoming an accountant. I even worked, but I didn't want the job. But in me, I was still declaring and decreeing, and I said, whatever comes, at how old I am, at what age, I will be a nurse one day. To the extent that even if I could go to the hospital and I see a nurse in uniform, I would cry. And say, oh my God, when will I be that? I got married, by the way. I'm married, I have six children. Three girls and three beautiful boys. And handsome boys. Why am I talking this? I am now 51 years of age. No. I give God the praise. <laughs> God is so good. I am now 51. So, I got married. Accountant, accountant, but in me, I was declaring and decreeing. The first two years of our marriage were not saved, but in me, I was declaring and decreeing. Come what may, I will have to become a nurse. When I became saved and I knew the truth about God's word, I said, uh-huh, here I am. Come what may, I'm becoming a nurse. So, you know, my children are now grown-ups. So when I would talk it, of course there's a level when you come and your children are like your brothers and sisters. So I would joke about it and they would say, but mom, why don't you give about that? I would tell them, devil, get behind me. 
at what time at what time i will be a nurse i tried all the schools from back home but because of age they would tell me oh when did you finish your year 12 oh that is a very long time we are sorry we can't do anything about it but i think you better give up that dream i would walk away very excited and i say okay I'm walking out of here, but God will connect me somewhere and I will become a nurse. I am using the authority of the tongue. My inner tongue and my outside tongue. God made me like that. I'm so quick when I'm walking. Myself, some people tell me, like they make a joke of me, that I walk as if I have some wheels on my... <laughs> on my feet because somehow they don't see me lifting the legs but I think they see me just gliding. <laughs> and many people would think I'm a nurse. Some people would think I'm a teacher. I don't know for what reasons. But whoever calls me what? When somebody would tell me a nurse, I would walk and say, oh my God, you are fulfilling it. I'm going to be a nurse. Come what may, I will be a nurse. So when I came here and I got a chance of going back to school, I said, oh my God, this is the chance. Decreeing and declaring, I'm using the power of the tongue. Because first of all, I'm a special person. I was saved by grace. You see? Then I said, I am the daughter of the Most High. So that means whatever I talk, it will come to pass. How God is going to do it, he knows best. It's not my duty to know. Is it your child's duty to know how he will eat, how he will, how he will, um, how he will eat dinner? They even don't know. Is it your child's business to know how you pay your, your bills? But for them, they want the lights on. And the lights are on. It's you, the parent, who is always here. Oh my God, how am I going to pay these bills? So this is the work of God. We don't know how. Is it your child's duty to know how he's going to, 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 to shower with hot water? No. Your, your parent, you are there. You are paying for it. For them, they go to the bathroom. Sometimes they open the taps and the water goes. Sometimes you are here screaming. Oh my God, you should, you should learn to, 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 to use water well. Whatever, whatever. But for them, they say, Mom, Mom, the water is so nice. Sometimes they spoil things in the house. And you say, why are you, do you know that I'm paying for these things? They don't care. One thing, the things are there. So this is, you are a child of the most high. Everything you need is provided for. He is already provided. Everything you need is already provided for. So I declared and decreed and said, what may, I am doing this. Time came, I asked, how do they do these things? I was an accountant, but I'm changing now. How do they do these things? They told me every process. I went through it. I would get sleepless nights, sit on the table, read whatever is supposed to be read. I found myself doing mathematics that I last did 20, 30 years, 40 years ago. But I came back to it. And I said, Lord, you said, we have the mind of Christ. I need your mind to work in me. And I will do it. I went and I did the test one time and I passed it and I gave me a place at SEU. 
then I said, okay, Lord, I got this. Now, Father God, thank you because I don't have the money, but you have it because you are the living God in me. All the earth and heaven and its fullness is yours. All the people are yours. Use someone and I get this scholarship. He used someone and I got it. I'm finishing in June. And every time I'm, I'm there and say, and when we're coming on that, I said, Joy, I just can't believe in June I'll be a full nurse. Like, I would feel it is in my body. I'm coming to where you should use your authority. Let's leave this lay Christianity where we just come to church and we praise God and then we go out with what we came with. We want to change from that. But I told you I'm coming to that. So, when they said that the, whoever loves the tongue and those who love it will eat their fruits, what fruit are you bringing out of your tongue? Are you just the song? Oh, you know, this autoimmune disease is mine. That is me. That is me. When you have the, a great I am, because when he was sending Moses, he said, what will I tell the people? He said, go and tell them, I am who I am. When you're introducing yourself, what do you call yourself? I am so and so. So that means the great I am is in you. So whatever you talk, it becomes a fruit. It becomes a seed. One thing I beseech you, I'm reminding you, get the word of God and plant it in your heart as many scriptures as possible. When you need them, they will come out. When you plant, when you're going to plant a lemon tree, does it bear lemons? Does it bear lemons? No. Like, does it bear physical lemons? It is even a small, like, planting. You bring it, you buy it from somewhere, and you buy it, and you put it in the soil. But when you are putting it in the soil, you have all the faith that is going to grow up, and it's going to bring lemons. So at the end of it all, you are seeing the lemons. You are not seeing this uh, small plant. Not so? Are we together? And you do all it takes. You do all the watering. You bring all the manure. You bring everything to see that the, 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 the lemons will stay. So when you are watering, you are putting the word of God in you. When you are digging around it, you are reminding yourself about the word of God. After a few months, the flowers start to come. When they start to come, oh my God, oh, my lemons are about to come out. I'm now seeing the, even the flowers. Even at the stage of the flowers, are you seeing the lemons? No. But in you, you are seeing a very yellow lemon come out that in a few months will be getting the juice out of it. So plant the word of God in you and make it work. And know that I am going to be this and that is what I'm going to be. I refuse this disease. I'm not saying don't take medicine. Take it. But with a, a changed mind. Get the medicine. Look at it. Because the disease you have, they told you in the hospital, your doctor told you, you know what? Oh, it's so interesting. Uh, the disease you have, we're just educating about it. Uh, you have, you know, 
it's not going to it's not going to be uh, to improve in any case you're just going to be deteriorating until the end i love those diseases that make themselves with big heads and they're saying they are just deteriorating those are the ones i want get that medicine and say lord the doctor told me this disease is just deteriorating but father I get this medicine and I'm blessing it. I am taking it. This, uh, this thing is not deteriorating, but I'm just improving. Take it. You will see what happens. In Jesus' name. So, I'm going to the point where we fail with our authority. What did I say first? I just want to see whether people are paying attention. What did I say? Good. And another thing, there's something else we said. We, we are coming back to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, everything comes around one thing. Let's go to Romans 12, 2. That is my main thing. And the heading of this someone is light the fire of your faith i didn't give you that heading first but light the fire of your faith when you had just gotten saved you saw that god is able he can do anything but in the in the minute in just it's somewhere there you went on putting out the fire and now just remain some people have different reasons why they come to church some people just come to church because they are looking for company. Some people come to church because it's just a family to them. Some people come to church because they believe God is going to do something. Some people come to church just as a leisure, kind of leisure. Let me go to church. Let me go and listen to the music. Let me go and do this and that. But in you, you put down the fire of faith. So, um, Romans 2, he says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, and that you may prove what is right and good and acceptable in the perfect will of God, by the renewing of our minds. So everything, the greatest, what I found out, the greatest work, of any Christian, of any born again, the greatest work is renewing your mind. When you renew your mind, you will love. When you renew your mind, you will know that you are a special person. When you renew your mind, you will know that I'm healed in the name of Jesus because he has given you authority. But it all goes back to the mind. How are you perceiving that? Are you renewing your mind to, to the by faith and know that I'm a special person. I are you renewing your mind by faith to know that I have authority and whatever I say, it will come to pass. Do you have... One time I was wondering and I said, Lord, why is it that when I want something good, sometimes back before I started into getting the business of renewing my mind, I was thinking, Lord, why is it that when I'm thinking of something good, it takes, takes long to come? But when I think of something bad, it comes immediately. 
I just found out that because that's what I'm always thinking and dwelling on. Not knowing that thoughts become words, become things. So whenever, what are you reciting in your heart? Because the Bible says that um, in Matthew 12, 34, he said, out of the abundance of the, mouth, of, of the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are you feeling your heart? Are you feeling with your heart, the doctor said this sickness is going to kill me in 10 days? Are you feeling your heart that my, my, my family has failed and everything and this and that and that? Do you know that God can bless your family because of you renewing your mind? Hallelujah. And do you know that God can turn around things and they be bad because you have refused to renew your mind? Job was a very great man of God and he was a righteous man of God. But do you know what he was dwelling on? Every time he would say, oh, let me do sacrifices. My children may sin and my children may sin and my children may sin. All that was in his mind, his children may sin. And when it all came, he said, what I used to fear has come to me. Why? Because he was always dwelling in his mind. He was thinking his children are going to be. His children are going to sin. When you are, I told you, when you don't want anything to happen in your life, don't talk about it. Just rebuke it. But by the way, when you are rebuking it, take the actions. Hallelujah. Don't think that your children will become right overnight. Rebuke it when you're collecting them because God has given you those children as a custodian to you. You're their custodian. So you have to do what it takes so that they are all together. But at the same time, spiritually, playing, praying for them, telling God, my children are going to be great. My children are going to be powerful. My children are going to be this. So as I'm finishing, when we are reminding ourselves, let's be up to that renewing of our minds go back and fill your heart with the word of god so that when you want to talk something good let it come out all the time i told you be like a mad person when i had just come to australia here in 2016 like it was around sylvia how was it around three months not even three months around one month I got a sickness I have never had in life. It came like vertigo. Something they even I just even knew the name there. Because a day came and I was feeling like dizzy. And I was thinking, what is going on? I was thinking, what is this? It went on continuing. But because I had forgotten to renew my mind, and I had forgotten who I am, and I had forgotten the authority I have, I was keeping, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm putting it out. I am feeling this. It, came to, it became so worse that I wouldn't even eat. I was just throwing up. I wasn't on any Medicare, no nothing. I was thinking, what am I going to do? I wouldn't even tell my husband because I think he would run mad. So I kept it to myself. But one day, when I was sitting on the bed and I was asking, Holy Spirit, what is this? He asked me, have you forgotten? I was thinking, have I forgotten? What have I forgotten? For him, when he talks, he talks once. What have I forgotten? And then he starts unfolding everything. Then I say, oh, I have authority. 
This is a serpent that has come to me. I stood up and I said, you whatever you are of vertigo or whatever you are a serpent, you are a scorpion, you are a, I rebuke you, you are not going to be in my life. That very day, I got well. Because I was just thinking about it. Oh my God. Oh, this. Busy throwing up. <laughs> Busy throwing up, but when I forgotten my authority, please, the Holy Spirit told me to remind to, I'm also reminding myself because the Bible says you who was preaching and you preaching to yourself I'm also preaching to myself let God bless you as we go back home and we remind ourselves he said don't be conformed to the world what does the world say the world says this sickness is never healed but what does God say just renew his mind. He has given you authority. He says he will do exceedingly and abundantly above what you ask for or think about. So please, use your tongue well, the inner one and the outside one. Things will come to pass in Jesus' name. I'm busy declaring and decreeing. One time, there was a time I was so bad, love, as I'm finishing I used to look so bad. If I could show you my photos when I was like 40, you wouldn't believe. I looked so bad. When you look at me, you would think, you would even know. Because one time I was holding my child in a taxi. And a lady was asking me, Oh, is that your grandchild? I said, what? So this is what I look now? When I'm holding my own child, people think I'm holding my grandchild? I woke up and I said, no, this is not who I am. Christ, you died at 33 so that you put away this curse of looking bad. <laughs> In Jesus' name, I refuse. I started declaring and decreeing. Now today, when I tell people I'm 51, they say, no, you are 35. Why? Because I renewed my mind. Go back if it means hitting your head and say, my mind be renewed. Go and do it. God is going to do it. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.